everybody. This is Dario Hunt from Living Life Fearless. Welcome back to another episode of our Fearless Show podcast. This is our first one of 2021. Hey, happy hey. new year. 2021. Always, my co-host, Mr. Doris Walker, aka Artist D. Walker. Say what up there, everybody. How y'all doing? Welcome back. Artist D. Walker here. Bringing in the new year with Dario to talk about a lot of dope shit. Uh, I'm glad to have you guys back. And thank you for continuing with us on this journey. Yes, sir. So welcome to 2021. Happy New Year's, everybody. Happy holidays. Hope everybody had a good time and stayed safe and, you know, ate a lot of good food and got good shit. But, you know, it's been a few weeks into the year already and we, you know, we've been busy, but we also want to circle back around to last year for our first podcast. And it's a big one. It's our top 25 albums of 2020. It's going to be our whole debate where we talk about, you know, he has his list. I have my list. He had the nerve to question some of the stuff that I had on my list, which was insane considering I'm the one who knows me, ah. like, you know what I'm saying? So, ah. so we got to get into it. So we're going to get into a little that. talk about, about the clipping, but Dario's uh, talk about the official LLF top 25 albums of the year. And this year we're actually going to try to rank everything for you guys from one to 25. We'll see how that goes. Ooh. Not how it's going to work, but we're going to, do our absolute best. But before we get into all that, um, you know, the year's already kind of started off with the bank. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on. I, I, you know, I don't know how, how things are looking out there in New York for you. Oh, man. I mean, New York is interesting right now, especially, I mean, this, this new year is very strange. It's one of a kind. And uh, every day, every week, there's something interesting to look forward to. <laughs> Whether you know it's coming or not, but a lot of it we did know it's coming. It's just been really interesting how some to. of it played out. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know what particularly what we want to jump into off top, but I think we'll just say you know we have a new president starting the year out, and we had some interesting events leading up to that you know inauguration, yeah, the whole capital situation and all that, which was capital situation. Capital situation. <laughs> oh my goodness. So there was an organized um rush, like <laughs> I don't even know what you call this. This is so I was this is the most confused I've ever been watching um people well, storm a building. It was like simultaneously like horrifying and comical at the same time. Like because it was horrifying nice. that they're doing this and like actually think that they're right to do this and then yeah, there was like the guards and like like and cops taking pictures with the the yeah. protesters at first. I mean, like, for me, the down. people doing it weren't like the most horrifying. The horrifying part is like you said, like the people who are supposed to be in charge of like security and like protect and serve, like policemen, you know, ex-military, you have off-duty cops in the crowd, stuff like that. That's like yeah. that. I will just say that America went full mask off for this one. They went full full mask off. And um, I think if anything, I don't want to talk too much about it, but I think I think we can all agree that if that was thousands of black people storming the Capitol, it would look a lot different. Can we just all acknowledge that now? Like, can we because even even the ones that want to try to act like it wouldn't be no damn well, it would be like there's no way. Thousands of black people. To be honest, I'm surprised I didn't hear about hundreds of people injured. Like there were some injuries, there were some fatalities, but. Far less than it was like they were trying to find a way to 
to they they would never do it. They would never, no matter how hard I <laughs> go at them with violence, they should never kill me. Like that's what they were thinking. Like some of the the audacity to threaten people's lives at work and think that you might not get killed. Like well, there was crazy. the one lady who got shot, and then there were some people who witnessed it. Were like kind of in shock that it happened. You know, yeah, like appalled that it happened, like that they were somehow like she was murdered, basically. And I'm like, well, wait, how does like how does like how do we get to this point? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like what's running at the gun? What happens? So we're running away from the gun, but they're running at them and they're upset about getting shot. And not just at them on in the Capitol building of the United States of America. Yeah. So I don't want to get too far into it, but I think we can all just agree that it would look very differently if it was me and you rushing the Capitol. All I have to say is that the media should start using terrorist more accurately as a word to describe certain situations. Yes and no. <laughs> because the more you use terrorist, the more you, I think that they'll like put in type of like laws and actions in place to counter such terrorist acts and that always yeah but if they don't describe things that are come back to as terrorist acts i'm just hesitant because you know (laughs) that would be used against a certain demographic of people oh you mean like rap lyrics i'm just saying yeah (laughs) i think i think which also happened recently i think you know what i'm saying but uh, on top of that, we also did get some pardons that I was very surprised. By. Oh my God, the pardons! Oh. Kodak Black, Mario, tell the people. Kodak Ooh. Black and Lil Wayne got pardoned by Trump on the last day of his presidency. Like little, okay, so Lil Wayne, I'm not so surprised by because he was doing his whole sucking up to him, like playing the part basically before. Yeah, you know he got sentenced or I don't even think he got sentenced yet, but whatever, before the whole situation really mm-hmm. became more known. But Kodak Black, like, like how did that, like how, well, actually I do know, cause they do have this, they had the same lawyer. So I think that mm-hmm. it was kind of a package deal. But the fact that Kodak Black got pardoned by President Trump is insane to me. <laughs> like, are you kidding? Uh, man. Yeah, I was really confused. And then I saw, um, Apparently, Joe Exotic put out a statement yeah. that he was too gay. Said he's too innocent. <laughs> he's like, I was he's way too gay, gay to get a pardon or something. <laughs> I will say, I believe Joe Exotic probably has a shakier case against him than Kodak Black. <laughs> and yet, Kodak <laughs> Black is the one that gets pardoned. So I'm just saying, it's a weird, it's very weird. This whole shit was fucking weird. This whole is weird, weird. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, Trump was like in hiding for like a month and a half. <laughs> like, as soon as it like set in that he was leaving, he basically made no public appearances. <laughs> he thinks gets more play in the Trump household, Kodak Black or Lil Wayne. Oh my goodness! I mean, what do you think Trump Junior's playing? I mean, they do they do be in Florida all the time. He grew up so. on Lil Wayne though, so they he probably in Florida all the time. Wayne. I'm just saying. I mean, Trump, I mean, Kodak, though. 
like I'm happy. I'm happy he's out, but at the same time, I'm worried that he's out because I don't. I'm confused. Like and- he hasn't. I don't feel like he just keeps making the same fuck ups. Yeah, the exact same one. And he's like, been like getting off basically every time on very lenient situations. And this is the most lenient situation you can get off on. Yeah. If you're pardoned, are you still on parole? No, you're like done. Like basically you just you're guilty. Like you admit you're guilty. They just basically just say we huh. pardon the sentence, but you still admit that you're guilty, basically. I hope he doesn't play with that. Like, I hope he just. So I don't know lived. if that stills like on your record as a felony or what, or you know what I'm saying. Like I don't know. I don't yeah, know. like I don't know how the whole situation works. He gets caught up again, like rescinded. Like what is it called? Uh, recidivism. Recidivism. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know about the situation. It's just weird. Trump pardons <laughs> Kodak Black. You told me that last year. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, not a fucking chance. But here yeah. we are. It's been a here week. we are. Fucking, we are lots of crazy things. Also, uh, I gotta say, rest in peace, Hank Aaron, the legend, him, the man, myth, the legend himself. He passed away. Oh, wow, uh, last uh, I want to say the end of last week, yeah, last week, or maybe the beginning of last week. He a passed, of- and um, I woke up this morning, and Larry King passed away. Larry King, yeah, uh, my legend, wife Larry legend the real Larry legend. So RP to I mean, him, he's inspired basically this too. Like, you know, like he's the king whole of format talking, for sure. You know, he's, he's definitely one of the, he's a guy I've watched a lot of interviews that he's done. And it's just weird. It's going to be so weird not having, seeing like Larry King live, you know, on TV. Yeah. Cause he's been there our entire lives, basically. Yeah, forever. It feels like that's crazy, man. Wow. 2021 has got off to a fucking bang. I can tell you that, man. Yes. You got, you got that this year was going to be less wild than last year. I highly doubt that. And we're here for yeah, Definitely not. Um, but like I said, we're talking about top 25 albums. So of 2020. So first of all, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts and opinions about the year 2020 overall in terms of music and the output that we got? Hmm. Well, our first thought, just like thinking about a top 25 for of albums for 2020, uh, the music that came out was all over the place, kind of. And it was like, it trickled in and a lot of big acts didn't really deliver or didn't put out anything. So it was like, it was an odd year, honestly. But what was really cool was a lot of people took time to like experiment a little bit more. It sounded like people, some people really took the time to like refine the craft or reflect on the time that they're in, in a way that didn't seem like cliche, um, you know, in regard to quarantine and all those other trigger words. Mm-hmm. It was more just a, a real life experience that they're digesting in their music. So I yeah. thought that was really cool as like yeah, sleepers, but it's not what you usually stand out, mm-hmm. which is dope. And I saw that in a lot of projects, actually, like that we're going to talk about at least a couple, I'm sure. So, uh, but it was hard to like the standouts were like unique, honestly. The ones that stood out were, I think, a little bit more underground last year than than now. Yeah. So I was, you know, reflecting on 2020. I was just like, I spent a lot of 2020 actually listening to a lot of older music, actually, than new stuff. So I felt like I was kind of 
not as much in the loop of what was currently out there, but then also I didn't feel like there was that much moving on like a big scale for me to like have to tap into. Like I feel like I always come back to later and check out, you know, what had come out the last couple of months and really kind of dig into all that. So reflecting back on 2020 at first, I was like, I thought it was a down year, like another bad year of kind of music, but then digging deeper into it, like you said, like there was where all the big acts, I think pretty much disappointed. I can't really think of one that actually delivered on what we thought it would mm-hmm. to a full extent. I do think like a lot of the indie, particularly indie, like the indie music, the indie rock, the indie pop, like all these indie underground acts, I think they took the spotlight this year, like by far. And even though their projects might not have been talked about as much, they were by far doing the most interesting stuff and sound. And, and like you said, there were a lot of, there were a couple of projects that pop into mind immediately. You can talk about how the sounds and everything kind of fit in with the time. There are some that I'm definitely going to talk about. And, uh, you know, and I think a lot of artists that we were probably looking forward to last year kind of ran away from the year, you know, because yeah. there was a lot of stuff that was supposed to come out this year that did it probably for good reason, because a lot of the material that they probably recorded would feel out of touch with mm-hmm. what was going on. Like the whole year was wild. Like it was, it was, you know, the whole quarantine thing, you got all the, all the year long protests, you know, all the social justice movements, all these other things that were going on that if you put out just like a, 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 a party album or like, you know, an anthem album, it just feels, and it did feel just out of touch and out of place to the moment and how everybody was currently feeling. So I think a lot of people ran away from the year for sure. And then I think the ones that did kind of put out, come out earlier, they kind of got lost or drowned out by all the events that happened throughout the year. So it was a weird year, but I think it was a huge year for in terms of like the indie acts and the indie artists. And it kind of felt like it went back to more towards that, that, uh, you know, DIY type sound, DIY type music and approach to it, which is a good yeah. thing. So honestly, it was kind of fun listening to music that, um, maybe I wouldn't get a chance to like vibe with this much because mm-hmm. all the big heavy hitters would be throwing stuff at me. Like, yeah. like if it was a regular year last year, I think like we would have got a lot more, um, you know, major artist albums, but I think touring is involved in like releases and stuff. That's a big part too. They would have missed out entirely on touring their whole album and you know, you could wait a year, I guess, to maybe tour off the of old album, but that's never, you want to be right in that moment while you, you yeah, know. Yeah, you want out, the music so. to be fresh, you want the, your audience to be excited about it, and, you know. I mean, we'll talk know. more about this, I think, after, but, like, I'm definitely worried about, like, a Drake album right now. Like, how is that going to kind of hit in terms well, of the environment, it. you know? I mean, he pushed it, so we don't know when it's going to come out. I don't remember what date it was. He was but saying early 2021. I'm still like, I don't know. Yeah, he said January, but he said something happened uh, either health-wise. I think maybe he had surgery or something, actually, but uh, the album's not coming out this January. 
Yeah, so there's a couple okay. I want to talk about for this. Maybe year. it's gonna come out on um Valentine's Day because <laughs> it's certified lover boy. That might be slick. <laughs> we'll talk more about that for sure after this. But like I said, we're gonna do top 25. We're gonna get right to it. Um yeah, so I just guess we will just go with the ones that we both kind of know that we agree on, first of all, because we're gonna kind of break this down as much as we can. Sure. So the ones that we definitely, so we starting with like our um, A1s, right? The ones that we know for sure. Yeah, there are some that I know for sure are going to be locks on both of us. And I can just go ahead and start with one. It's going to be Fiona Apple. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Fetch the Bolt Cutters is a dope album. Um, not the conventional style of of like melody and whatnot, but or music. Uh, period. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just right. Wait, right. It's it's very raw and uh, unique. I even for her own projects. So it's like it's that's why it's cool too. Is because it's even different from what she's done in the past. Yeah, she had been away for fuck like what a decade. Yeah. And I guess she had been working on this project for like five years and she just surprised dropped it on everybody. Uh, I want to say March, maybe around there somewhere, March or May, somewhere around there, you know, kind of right in the middle of quarantine or right at the beginning of quarantine when people were first kind of starting to lock down and kind of come to terms with not being able to go out and being able to socialize and being isolated and all that. And even though she had been working on this album years before, it felt like she literally made this right when isolation happened, like all the quarantine, because like you said, it's so unconventional. She doesn't use normal instruments. Like she, she like recorded in her house and she recorded sounds like of her banging on the walls, banging on surfaces, like using household objects to create this soundscape that she had. Yeah, it was so punk. That it fit was like punk. perfectly with the time that we were in. It was just so <laughs> weird. Like it was like, you couldn't have timed it any better that you know, there's no way she knew that this was going to happen, but the way that it came at the time that it came, it was like literally perfect timing in terms of the sound that we people were going through and, you know, with everything else. And, it, and the subject matter itself was also dealing with like isolation and kind of, especially the bowl cutting means like cutting the, the fence around yourself basically and like kind of opening up and dealing with that, you know, those feelings of being of lone, loneliness and dealing with like, me too stuff like all this other stuff that just culminated at the perfect time it was weirdly timely yeah no uh, awesome album so that's definitely on both of our lists um so i'm gonna just put a star next to the ones that we got both of um a second one that i know is definitely on both of our lists uh because it's definitely in both of our wheelhouses probably um one of our favorite albums of the year even um freddie gibbs alfredo mm -hmm. that rap album even though for me personally i think it's maybe his second best album second best um, huh behind bandana yeah yeah behind bandana and that's a very high bar so that's not really <laughs> bandana is amazing and it didn't get the credit it deserved um yeah, we talked about this on our Grammy episodes that they did it for like another album. I forget which one it was, but they awarded their second best album the year after they dropped their best album. Like, 
you know, yeah. like you nominate their second album when really it was last year. It was the, was the one, the masterpiece that should have been acknowledged for it fully, but yeah. it's dope to see it get recognized. And it did a lot. It did a lot on the mainstream too. Like it kind of broke through on that, on that side of things. Like he really, he's his trajectory as a, as an artist has been impressive to see that he, despite everything, he's still like, considered like top tier through everything i mean his his glow up honestly i feel like he's had kind of like a glow up his last two years have been like just up i, I feel I'll like it's three, three or four like because it's been a build it's been a build but he definitely started gaining more momentum is what i mean like yeah. you know like the curve started to like get steeper because he was going up a little bit faster his features is going up. i mean he was almost basically his career was on everybody's growing. song too like <laughs> His career is almost ruined, and now he's like on everybody's song that wants somebody that can rap, you know, on their yeah. songs. He's on there, like on our other favorite rap artists' albums. He's on there and shit, like yeah, every single one, everywhere. except for one. Yeah, not every single one, but most of them. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, Freddie. Uh, another rap one I know for sure is Nas, King's Disease. Yup, that's a way to to break back in after a, I'll say conflicted album with uh, Kanye. Mr. West, yes, indeed. The album that we all wish we had from Kanye, but didn't get, <laughs> kind of came with King's Disease. And it came from, again, working with one producer and this producer has, which another conversation we're gonna have is, He's doesn't get necessarily the acknowledgement that he should, but he is definitely putting out some of the best work over the last year or two. And this year alone, like he might be producer of the year in terms of projects he's put out. Hit boy. Yeah, in the whole industry, he's doing a lot. And I think it's he just got uh sort of his um persona, I guess, was that he was like this really like boom bappy kind of hip hop producer. So people didn't really know. Like like but new age, so like more poppy. So they didn't really know his like ability to like like, you know, create a different sound that wasn't just like something you know that's his. So like when other stuff came out, we didn't know that was like if I didn't know going into these albums that he produced it, I'd be like, Wow, this production's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he made a modern Nas fantastic album that captures what Nas is, but still like brings it up to a, to the time of now where no matter what generation you're, you can listen to it. And he made a like Nas song with little, was a little Dirk on there. I think so. Yeah. Well, it is. Well, little Dirk, little Dirk, big Sean, five year four. Like what you want to think. Like, that song, I thought it was going to be trash when I saw the names and it was dope. That was like, that's one of my top five songs on the album actually now. Yeah, I was very shocked, and he delivered. He delivered. He delivered what you want from a modern Nas album, by far. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you grow up listening to a rapper like that, like Nas, you know? Like, I remember going to the store and buying the Nas Godson CD, you know? I remember going, you know? Like, I remember doing that stuff back in the day. Yeah. So, like, getting this album now, you know, it's like, wow, it's crazy. So dope. He's definitely on there. Um, Let's see. There's a few I know, a few more I know for sure on there, but 
Yeah, I think uh, I think we both have uh, Heim, Women in Music. Part three, for sure. Yeah. By far one of my favorite albums of the year and one of the most surprised by, I guess. Like, I've always liked them, but I never considered them, like, top tier in terms of, like, bands and, like, creativity and, like, sound. Yeah. I thought they had great so- songs, but nothing like that was, like, groundbreaking. Or, you know, kind yeah, of like leader. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like they're like the forefront of something kind of thing. Like their sound always seemed developing to me or like or or just just like the level underneath, like superstardom sounds yeah. just like full, full, full thought out production and album making is like a different thing. And this album this time was like, holy, sh- <laughs> you know, like, whoa, production level. On, on everything, visuals, um, uh, their vocal arrangement, the content of the songs, everything was dope. Yep, and like I said, it was a huge surprise for me because when I see like One Music Part 3, and I'm not super familiar with Part 2 and Part 1, I guess, I, mm-hmm. I kind of looked at it as like almost like it was a throwaway project for them, but then I was like, let me check it out, and it was anything but. It was by far their best body of work to me that they ever put out. Yeah. No, I think I think when people do work like that, especially when it's like their best, that they should definitely get the praise for it. So, um, you know, shout out to Haim. Also, I'm pretty sure these three are all going to be on our list. So I'm going to just go ahead and throw them out there. All of Griselda. Uh, all of Griselda. Wait, wait, wait. I had too many. I took off... Um, uh, what's his face? Don't West Side Gun. West Side. I took off West Side Gun. Oh my god! I swapped West Side Gun, and that is... <laughs> look, I had Bro. to. The list is too long. West Side, like, look off top. I had to dock him because it felt like a posse album. Look, off top, I'm be like, yeah, okay, West Side, The Week's Leak, whatever. But if you go and listen to these projects, West Side, he makes an argument for having the best project out of the whole three of them, bro. I know, I, I know. It's it's a toss-up. Every time I listen to one, honestly... I'm like, uh, oh, this is the best one. Then I go listen to comedy. I'm like, nah, nah, this, this is the best one. Then I go listen to West Side, I'm like, nah, this is the best one, bro. When I heard Benny's, I was like, nah, Benny's the best. Benny's the best. And then I was like, oh, shit, Conway. Oh, my God. This Conway? Oh, my God. This is the best rap album all year. And I was like, wait, this Alfredo is, is crazy. Like, I can't, you know, this is front to back. You know, so, and Freddie is on all three of these albums, by the way. Conway is, is, but yeah, nah. And the only reason I did that is because I had Ray a from Paris rapper. is fire, man. I had a different rapper, so I have Benny and Conway, but I had to take off Machine. <laughs> I, had take, I had to take off uh, West Side. All right, we gonna circle back to West Side because that West right. Side crazy. I'm gonna put a star next to Conway and uh, Benny. Kanye and Benny for sure out there, but yeah. oh no, bro, that West Side was crazy too. West Side's on my like in my bottom like of the list as, as like, maybe. So I'll, I'll still have him on here as maybe, but we'll see. Oh, hey, people. Go listen to all three of them again and just tell me, like, which one is yours? Like, which one's your favorite? Because I guarantee it's going to change every time you listen to it. It's hard to tell. 
Honestly, no, I love I love the West Side album. I'm not saying it's not a dope album. I'm just saying thinking about the artist West Side Gun, I know it's almost like voting for a Diddy album. Even if the album is amazing, that's not really what he wants to do. Okay, would Dr. Dre be on there? Yes, he would. <laughs> what type of argument is that? Like Dr. Dre hey, would thousand percent hey, be on the top of the list. Hey, put some respect on Dre's name. Wish him good health. He just had a brain aneurysm Max. and he just got back home. You so. almost lost another one. That'd been crazy. Yeah, that would have been devastating. Bro. I grew up on him. He said he was working on detox again, but we'll see. I'm not trying to hear none of that talk. Anyways. Uh, yeah, we'll West. circle back to West. Yeah, we're gonna circle back to West for sure. Because <laughs> right now we got three, four, five, six. We got six already out of our top 25. So that means we got 19 picks left. And there's some that I'm not like, I, I know what I've heard, I don't know everything you've heard. And like I said, this is a very weird year, so there's not a lot of top projects to go to from big names. But there are a lot of indie ones, and I'm not sure how much you come across. Oh, if you go, if you go, if you pick the top, if you pick your like top out of the indie, then I got them on my list. It's okay, just, uh, it, Salt, Untitled is. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's Untitled, on untitled uh, Black is and Black Rock. is. Yeah, Untitled album, Black is. I'm just putting both of them together. I'm combining both of those albums together. You have to. It's just, I mean, like, it's not cheating, you guys. That's real. They just go together, so, yeah. Okay, so we have Salt. I also have uh, Kia, Forever Your Gal, Your Girl. Yeah, that album. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> I put that on and was like, what? <laughs> Where have you been? This is amazing. And then it was like, it was like hard. It had some like, like ghetto aesthetics to it, but the folks were crazy. And like, I was just like, all right, there's no way I have to give her like her props. Uh, forever your girl. People, I, I already know a lot of people have slept on this album this year. I did for a while myself. But if you love hip hop and you are like real hip hop, and if you love like Rhapsody and like lyricists like that and like female artists that talk about something, yeah, go listen to Kia Forever Your Girl, K-E-Y-A, capital A, Forever, comma, Your Girl. You will not be disappointed. Trust Fire. Me. Out of everybody, here's another conversation, a couple conversations we're going to have to have, like Chicago rap outside of the mainstream drill scene mm-hmm. has been putting puts out a lot of like dope thought provoking shit bro like in terms of hip hop like yeah. real hip hop like real hip hop yeah yeah they've been putting out some fire from the young from the young up and coming acts they have I mean they they've always had a couple come creep out of there that were like you know kicking that knowledge you know but like they never Kanye was probably the only one really that came out of there like that. Like there's like, you know, Mick Jenkins was kind of like that. But I mean, Common? Common, yeah. You know, uh uh who is it? I'm not even gonna go into it before I forget. But yeah, there's some there's definitely a, a few, but like now uh, like, Saba. like oh Saba. There's some fire. Saba. Yeah. There's like definitely a Chicago soul. To like, is Polo from there? 
Is Polo Ooh. Chicago? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They got some. They Correct got me some if I'm wrong, but I think so. Um, I mean, but, you know, Little Dirk is is coming up and, you know, he's glowing up right now. He's kind he of the is. leader up there. I'm not a huge Dirk fan or I'm I'm liking more of his stuff and more of his features. But I'm I just like that he came out of the underground. There's something going on in Chicago right now, like 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 right below the surface, there's something like really bubbling and they've been putting well, out some heat. going to be best new artists in two years. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've been around since I was like, since we were like <laughs> freshmen in college, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best new artists, Chief Keep. Like what? <laughs> yeah, Chicago Rat Crazy right now. Um, that album was phenomenal. And again, there was kind of this conversation at some point in the year when like all this social awareness, black awareness, black empowerment was kind of coming towards the forefront. Yeah. And there were some of our favorite rappers kind of got called out for not being around, but the black women in hip hop, they held it down on that front. Like, yeah, they didn't disappear. They didn't like go away for, 12 months and not saying nothing, not putting nothing out, not, you know, create anything from this. Well, you know what's interesting? <laughs> Hold on, there's That's some, some fireworks true. going on around me, but. But what also, what's crazy though, is that is also true. But then there's one guy who is a rapper who I know isn't on your list, whose album I love and he's on my list. So I'm just gonna put him out here as an argument uh, to see, because he's why I didn't have Westside on my list. You ready? Toby and Weegway. I, I, I didn't hear the project. You didn't hear it? I didn't hear the project. Oh, that Toby and Weegway project is so dope, man. You have to. So everybody, I don't know if you're familiar with this guy. He's a... Um, Nigerian born, but uh, Houston, Texas, born and raised. Well, oh, raised. wait, wait. No, no, no. I've heard the project. Uh, you probably heard a couple songs. Uh, you talking about the pandemic project? Huh? Is the pandemic project? No, no. Well, actually, probably, but it's not. The album is not called the pandemic project. Because there's one he put like all his pandemic stuff into one. So I don't know if it's that one. Yeah, no, nah, he did it. He does a couple of things because he's, he's indie. He just like he has his own thing. I mean, I've probably heard actually I probably heard 90 percent of the songs in. Yeah, but like Truth and um, Eat and Cujo, all those songs are flames. And, uh, you know, like, I will give like, you that. He did. He did hold it down for the for the men on in that terms of, you know, awareness and black empowerment and black, you know, in terms of the hip hop side, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, he he kind of had a presence and a little bit of a glow up. So for me, I, I thought he had a phenomenal pres- year, phenomenal and run. His, the visuals are spectacular. He has Sci High the Prince. He got Sci High the Prince outside. Like, that's what I was like, dang. With Bun B. He, Bun B and Sire and the Prince are on the same song with him. Here's what I will say. It's dope. <laughs> but if if I'm going to throw out something I want to hear, I'm going to the West Side album. I'm sorry. Like, I'm still going to play on that West Side album. 
I'll be putting on that Toby. I can't tell I can't even I can't even hold you. That's that last me. track he sat dancing on the beat. What? Come Damn, on. that that song is lit. That's what? one of my favorite <laughs> of all time. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But then again, if I listen to that Toby, oh my God. I, I listen to the Toby songs every day too. I can't lie. I'm just I don't know. For me. I like him. I do. I like his visuals more than I, I like. He had a bigger year than Westside. I like his visuals more than I like his songs. Ah, but he's like, definitely really good. At the visuals combined with the songs, amazing. But if I was to just hear just the songs by themselves, I wouldn't love them as much as I love like the songs. The Westside vibe in the in the yeah. I feel you. I don't feel like they do anything visually groundbreaking. Mm. Like soundscape wise, very traditional to me. Like I've heard that type of production, that type of, you know, sound before. And it just felt like more of kind of the same. But with the visuals, I think it took it over the top. Okay. That was my only knock, though, too, is because I felt like I was getting Griselda out, and I had to pick my favorite Griselda. I know, but Griselda's on the tear right All now. Three of them? Like, you can't just pick every member in the group because they killed it. Like, why not? Like, why not? All right, I'll put it this way. So the year that G Unit came out, right? Huh? So the year that G Unit came out, right? Yeah. Okay. We got a G Unit album. We got a Fifty Cent album, a soundtrack album. We got Buck out first album, and we got Banks first album. You're gonna tell me they're not making the list? They were for sure making the list those years. <laughs> That's hard. Yeah, That's knock hard. them for being for being like the top of the game. If you had the uh, top right now, you at the top. And Griselda got the underground on lock right now. Dang, that's tough. That's a good point. Just All right. just because they're more related doesn't mean you know that you can't. Uh, if you putting out the heat, then you put out the heat. And I'm sorry, they they. Griselda, by far, out of any underground rapper. I can't believe you brought that up. That's bro, that, I put that on repeat <laughs> over and over, bro. That, it's fire, bro. When I first that heard that, on that I was like, whoa, run that back. Yeah, run that back, <laughs> you, bro. Yeah. Nah, you you right, you right. That's why I said it was a maybe. Because I, I, I was thinking, because I went all the two, I was like, I got two already. Let me pick somebody that's not Griselda. So that's why I was trying to get Toby in there. Look, at first I was like you, and I was like, yeah. My first thought is Westside probably gonna be out of there. Like I love Westside, but in terms of artists, not on that level as the other two. Even he would admit it. Well, let me. But then I was like, let me go. Let me go. Let me throw it on again real quick. I was like, nah, there's no way I can leave this off. There's a couple. I can't put his debut album on there. Uh, Who made the sun or something like that? Whatever. Yeah. Not as good as Pray for Paris. Pray for Paris is phenomenal. Yeah, Pray for Paris is dope. Um, all right. So we got Salt, we got Kia. Um, I mean, at the top of my list, I'll have Fontaine's DC, A Hero's Death. I don't know if you have them on there. Oh, you got Fontaine's? That's right. You did have the Fontaine's. A Hero's Death is a really good album. Very good. One of the best rock albums of the entire year. I definitely would say, yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. 
It's fairly grungy. I like it. It's, I like it. It's just, it's like a, it's like stripped back and classic and new at the same time. It's the most rock rock album I think of this year. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, if you look at the Grammy nomination, you'd be like, "What? Those are rock?" Like, no, they're not, bro. Like, yeah. Uh, this is rock. Like, this is this is it. The hero's death for sure. All right. One, two. Another one, uh, Lido Pimienta. We already talked about this a little bit. Miss Oh, yeah. Lido Pimienta. Oh, my God. Miss Columbia, that album. Talk about vocals again. But not just the vocals, the like, I don't know, just like authenticity <laughs> in That's the creativity. Definitely the word. Um, she doesn't hide her background or who she is, where she's from. Like it's very much at the forefront of, of what she does musically. And she delivers it in a way that doesn't compromise like any of the authenticity of where she's from for, you know, more plays or more spins or whatever. But then also found myself replaying a lot of the songs over and over again. So yeah, I don't know. I think I watched a couple of interviews and she's a very interesting character for one. You definitely have to watch the interview of hers if you have not. No, I haven't seen any interviews. Yeah, no, you out. like you like her for sure. Um, her albums. Like, she kind of uh, defines it as like industrial reggae tone, which is oh, way how it, to describe the first half of the album for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like songs like uh, Nada. Nada, no puede, pude, whatever it was. That's all I remember off the top of my head. But yeah, no, her, her, her just creativity in the in just like how she sounds. It's, it's lit because it's just like beautiful to listen to. But then she got like almost like a hip hop kind of bounce. It's it's dope. It's dope. It's very hard to describe if you had not heard it, and it's all in Spanish. Yeah, and it didn't even matter because I, I enjoy listening to it so much. So, Thanks. and it's another one. If you lit, watch the visuals, visuals are next level too. So, this was one of the biggest surprises of the year for me. Was Lido? Lead, yeah, she came out of nowhere for me. I didn't know about her. Yeah, I did. I had no idea about her till I kind of just stumbled across the project, and I heard. Not I saw a, like a really colorful music video and was like, "What is that?" And then just kind of watched it. It was like a change. I don't know. I was, it was weird, but I was I probably watching. And I was like, movie. what am I listening to right now? This is, <laughs> this is fire. I had to yeah, go back. I, like that. I love that feeling when you hear something like new. You're like, oh, this came out. This, what? How? Like, this is crazy. So that's so, a cool new artist. We're going to stay in the Latin lane. You, this is a person you were very high on. Um, me not so much, <laughs> but look, I'm gonna put him to the list. I'm gonna add him to the list just off off of the year that he had because I can't deny the massive year that he had as an artist, specifically as a Latin artist in mainstream. Insane to cross over like that and still not really talk English like that much. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> but still, my personal list not making it. But for our joint list. In respect to the insane year he had, I mean, like the first Latin artist to cover was Rolling Stone or something like that. Like a bunch of he had a bunch of firsts. 
a bunch of firsts. First. McDonald's it's crazy deal. to think about all these massive <laughs> Latin artists that have come throughout the years. Yeah. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Like, all I gotta say is just on, on a like on a poppy sort of like because at first when I first seen his image, I just thought he was like a goofy dude. Like I was just like, what's up with this guy? Like a like, watered down daddy Yankee. Yeah. Like I thought he was like basically like I thought he was just trying to do that in like a in, in like a funny goofy way like I thought that was like oh I'm gonna do you know like the, the you know like linda, linda, you know but like but in my new way like linda, like with a big smile like that so I was like oh that's probably his character but then when I went to look him up and actually watch this stuff I was like I just found his visual album basically and just started watching each uh, music video like an episode and was like almost blown away. And I was just like, what? And then I started listening to the music a little bit more like uh, seriously, basically. And it was like, it was really good. Like he's really, really fucking talented. So, you know, not, not, not for nothing. He's kind of breaking doors down for, uh, you know, uh, Latin artists and just being different. <laughs> so I like I think out of respect for the insane year he had and all the first and all the other nods and everything else, blah blah blah. Yeah. He makes the list. Game but it's also crazy to think that he's the first of all these when you have like JLO and Daddy Yankee and all these other massive Selena and all these other massive Latin artists before him. Like <laughs> Yeah. This is this is the one. Like, okay, whatever, bro. Like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I know. For real. That's that's what eleven. We had eleven. Um, you sh- you probably. I have Tame Impala. Tame Impala, yeah. Slow Rush. You already know it's one of my favorite albums to come out this year. So. I like I put that on all the time. That's in my playlist. Steady. It's one I can literally just throw on and just let it go. Absolutely. No matter what time of day. <laughs> just it's just the perfect vibe. Like I don't I don't really know how to explain it other than that. It's just the perfect vibe. It was a weird vibe. I think it'd have been better if this pandemic didn't happen. I think it would have been better, like, you know, more his legs have been longer, but yeah. Just a great vibe in general. For sure. Which also brings me to another one. I don't know. I'm not sure if she's on your list, but she's definitely on mine. Charlie XCX. Well, she's in my 25 in the bottom. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's on my list. And I say that because another one I was like very surprised about. Like, I've never been a huge fan of her. I've tried to. Yeah. I've really tried to. It just felt like, you know, like an industry plant type of. Bar, uh, BB Rexa type industry plant artist, you know, yeah. another one of those. Like, all right, yeah, industry definitely pushed you very hard to be, you know, this thing that just never really been it. Like your name, I feel like has been bigger than her music itself. But yeah, this one she made in home during quarantine, right? And it shows, and it's not corny in any way, and like it's actually really, really good songs, <laughs> and like. It yeah, kind of opened you up to kind of what we were talking about at the top of the episode when we were saying like certain artists who like soaked in this time and reflected on it. I think I think I was talking about like her 
um more yeah. specifically you know and like maybe one other artist but yeah she definitely was at the forefront when we were talking about that because she somehow managed to make a quarantine album that is really good and doesn't sound corny or cliche or forced in any type of way and like she even has like a a party number on there where it's talking about like just partying by yourself basically at home that like hits you know like it's it just works and then like it i think it opened up i think it opened up a side of her that didn't feel so produced so like you know yeah that was the joy actually of listening to some of this music was like how artists didn't feel so overproduced. I have a, I have an artist on my list that I know you are gonna be confused that I actually think they're good enough for the list. So all right, let's hear. <laughs> I'm, 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 I want to hear this one. Yeah, you ready? <laughs> we can go right into that one. Yeah, let's go. All right. Um, let me just start by saying I never thought I would actually listen <laughs> to this artist. We already tried to preface his choice. Look at this. <laughs> Well, because I was shocked <laughs> as well that I was choosing it. Yeah, I was it's about to be some bullshit. Let's go. No, nah, it's not. It's not bullshit because it's probably this artist's best work. <laughs> and once again, like I said, they should get praised for it. Um, Taylor Swift folklore. Like I already knew. I, like I already knew where this was going. Like <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I never thought I would actually listen to Taylor oh, Swift and God. not think the uh, Taylor Swift. But wow, she actually pulled together some really good music. And I was really shocked. I was like, what? This this can't be Taylor Swift. Who she is this? She's going to my maybe. We're gonna we're gonna get, we gotta throw into the maybe. I'm telling you right now, her album is crazy. The way I've she heard the album. Nuts. Those are like some of the best songs she ever wrote on Twitter. <laughs> I've heard the album and I just thought Taylor Swift, ugh, like <laughs> I know, but still, those those last few songs. What was that? Um, uh, the tears. Um, shit, I gotta look up the my album. Shit, man, shit was crazy. Man's a, a Taylor Swift fan. That one out. That one song called "Peace" was crazy. Uh, but yeah, nah. I just think that I knew that one wasn't iffy for you, but I just think her album was like surprisingly good. Look, it was iffy for me because yes, it is good, but it's also like okay. And also, like, I'm, it gets an also nod because it is. You also have to take. We also got to take into account how big it was and how big it did, and like all this other blah blah blah. So the same yeah. reason Bad Bunny was it, it was a maybe for me is the same way that Taylor Swift was a maybe. I'll put Taylor next to Westside for now. Now, who you gonna listen to more, Taylor Swift? Uh, folklore or or what's that gun paper prepared? <laughs> uh, that's too funny. In my casual day today, West Side. If I'm painting something about something sad, I might put some Tay Tay on. You never know. Hey, everybody, go throw on. If I'm working on the wings behind me, I might put some Tay Tay on. You never Lay know. Doliba, the last track off of Prepare Paris, and y'all come back. Oh yeah. But all right, she's a maybe. Um since we've been talking about a couple pop albums, we got one more for you. Uh Halsey Manic. Oh yeah. That one came up at the top of the year. And I slept on hard, very hard. 
because it came out the top of the year. Weird. Yeah, like it was like Clementine, I think might have been one of the first songs. It hit really hard when it first dropped. And then obviously, like, I think it was just a victim of everything else. Yeah. But it was like, wow, (laughs) Halsey did that? Because once again, this is a situation where. Kind of like Charlie XCX for me. Like, yes, she has talent, but is it talent or is it more industry push? And I like mean, she never really broke through for me. Like she always felt like she was close, but she right. was always like second tier, kind of like Charlie and uh Hein for me from this year. Right. But yeah. then she kind of did thing that I think more mature artists kind of tend to do is that they go a little more introspective and like actually talk about something, like talk about something real for them, and it comes through in their music. And that's what she did here. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think her album's uh, better than Charlie's. Yeah, I would, I would say that. And she got some legit, she got legit hits on there. And I'm very surprised it didn't yeah, like, make love. Like, like, when I was on the Grammys, I fully expected her to get some noms on there. But I'm like, wait, this is it's weird. This is easily one of the best pop albums to come out this year. Absolutely. <clears throat> this thing it got slept on so hard because it came out like January, which is a weird time to drop, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, she's on my list too. Halsey Manic. Um pretty sure the weekend is on both hours. Oh, for sure. You probably like the album more than I personally like it, but it's still a good album, like a very good album. The album's a lot. Very good to great album. It's better than I think. It's better than a couple of his albums, to be honest. Like, I think for me, it's just hard to compare. Like when you get that big, and you have yeah. you have bodies of work that are like as good as some of his are. It's always gonna be, even though I'm, I'm not intentionally trying to, it's gonna be compared to like your best bodies of work. Yeah, I mean, you can't beat House of Blooms. How do you top House of Blooms? You can't. <laughs> like, you literally can't. You, <laughs> there's no one in the world that will ever top House of Blooms. The like, whole trilogy, you can't. Like, the trilogy is insane. The trilogy is like the, the most amazing like music movie of your ears. Like, you just hear that shit the first oh, time. It, it created a whole like genre of like alternative R&B. Like, yeah. spawn that whole Bryson Tiller yeah, was black the category. Like, Remember when nobody knew who The Weeknd was? Yeah, it was <laughs> a mystery. It's a great mystery. Um, yeah, nobody's seen his face world, when he first came out. Pop stars. Uh, so- I mean, for me, like the album, I think what he did really well was that he did manage to kind of move a little bit back towards that sound that like moody or darker sound while still like putting out big pop hits yeah i like last couple hours he went full pop and it was like all right this is cool but it's not like what we love you for you know yeah yeah certain albums were way too full pop and i was like give me some of that grit (laughs) yeah this is definitely i mean it's just hard It's, it's hard when you're when you put out like some work like that like, drills you bro like you gotta come with some heat <laughs> like some super heat yeah like i said it's, it's one that i think that when it first came on it like really hit really hard and then it kind of it, i think it diminished a lot faster than people would have expected it to except for like one song one or two songs that stay in rotation true 
you know, he's trying to keep it going with his whole, uh, you know, new video with the whole new face and all that shit, you know? Right. Yeah. I just don't think it, it's, it's, I don't think he's ever captured the zeitgeist like he did at the beginning. Mm. It's going to be hard. I mean, it's the struggles of success. You know what I'm saying? Like the struggles of success. Right. Not everybody can be Michael, man. Hey, <laughs> right, wait, Michael gave you hit after hit after hit. Like, we're like, like, how can you top this? Well, what? Well, what? <laughs> you can't. Bro, I remember when people used to try to hate. Sorry, you just can't. Off the too wall cool. thriller. Like, come on, man. Like, invincible. Even like, Michael's last album that everybody thought was trash was really good. Like, <laughs> talking about the one that they put together or the one that he would like the one that he did when he was still doing the music video and stuff. invincible yeah yeah i, no, I that like was... that album a lot like a lot yeah that one's like really underrated it kind of inspired the entire justin timberlake type of sound facts after yeah. that whole pop r&b crossover thing happened that literally what inspired that whole wave so yeah not everybody can be Michael. I know he loves Michael, but not everybody can be Michael, man. Like, <laughs> not everybody can do it. yeah. All right, uh, so weekend, Halsey. All right, so this one, I'm. Well, I think they're on your list. I was iffy at first, but then I had to go back to the album again. Um, and they kind of remind me. I don't know. They're just having a really great year. A better year than almost any other artist, really. Uh, Phoebe Bridges. Yeah, she's on my list. She, she's had a crazy year. She No, she's like, she's going to pop. She's basically, she's to indie rock what Billie Eilish is to indie pop. Exactly. And that's why I was afraid. I didn't want to listen to her at first because I was like, <laughs> Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like that. But uh, it's good. And this is like, and I thought she was like young and like new, but she's actually like, no, she's I think not, like three projects no, in or something. Yeah. So but like, she got, she's awarded for what, best new artist or something like that still? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought she was like mad young or something, but she's actually like, you know, older. So, yeah, 20s. I, I, I won't say the age, but I know she's like mid 20s, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, she's not like a, I thought she was younger than Billie Eilish or something. Like, like I thought she was like maybe like 16 or something. I was like, oh. And then I saw her and I was like, oh, okay, no. Nah. I can take you more serious because you probably wrote your songs then or so, or well, had a lot more to she's do. She's got like a really young look too and like aesthetic, so. Yeah. And she's doing the whole retro 90s thing, which is kind of becoming the new, you know, the new retro for kids. Everyone's doing it. Honestly, so, there are way too many retro albums this year too. To be honest, I'm just like uh, for, for for us is weird because that's not retro for us. Like, yeah, I'm like, like what retro, is this? Like, I was like, like a 90s or retro, 90s? Bro. Yeah, if it's not great, it's not good. Sorry. Yeah, she's on there. Uh, like I said, she's definitely the Billy Eilish of like indie rock and like that whole kind of emo. One thousand to it, like that internet emo wave thing, whatever she's got going on and. She definitely's pushed. <laughs> she's definitely getting that industry push right now. Uh, she's yeah. that it girl. If you don't have her uh, skeleton sweatpants, you should cop. You know, lady. <laughs> so yeah, she's definitely uh, on the list. Not very high on my list, but she's on the list. Yeah. 
Avengers. And and another thing, she popped up on other people's projects. Like I think she was on Kid Cudi's album mm-hmm. as a feature, and then like, and because that came out after the Grammys thing, so then I like heard her more elsewhere too. I know, Maybe. Cudi. I wish I could put Kid Cudi's project on here, but I just I haven't brought him up yet because he's. I, can't. I liked half of it basically, and. A lot of it brought me back, but then I had just haven't really gone back as much as I thought I would. He's never been able to fully capture what he basically started, and then he's also never been able to like take it to the next level completely. Yeah. I know it's weird. It's kind of frustrating because he's it's like he's still like one of my favorite artists. It's just like I don't love I, I mean he gave us some great music on that album on Man, yeah, there's some really great music, but none that like transcend like like yeah, that person. It doesn't even like match what he's done before. So it's like, yeah, that's true. There isn't. I couldn't even say there's like one big song that stands. Well, there is one song that stands out, but that's a feature song. Other than that song with Pop Smoke on it, and the other songs are like typical Cuddy. Typical. And, that's exactly how I felt. Typical Cuddy. His best project he's put out was with Kanye West. You talking about Kids See Ghosts? Ghosts. <laughs> this is like second best project. I'm talking about recently. Oh, yeah, true. I mean, because he was throwing out a lot of stuff. I'm not going to get into Cuddy, <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> you talking about Passion Pain? Isn't on there? Nah, man. <laughs> not for me. I, I mean, there, there might be one or two songs, maybe. But other than that, on that like one. 30? That's what I'm saying. Passion <laughs> play. Nah. I fucking, I fucked with Wizard. I fuck with Wizard heavy. That was my shit. Teleport to be Jamie? That's my shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That whole album. So, no Cuddy, all right. Um, so, yeah, he's, I guess, not a maybe anymore since we kind of talked that one out. <laughs> Eves Tumor, Tumor, Eves Tumor, Heaven. Oh, that dude, the like wild Prince inspired guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he is. He just, that's what I, I mean, <laughs> what you, I isn't know. everybody at this point? <laughs> yeah, but he's like really doing it like that, though. Like, like it feels like what Prince might do if he was a young guy listening. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely wild. And he's all over the place genre-wise. Like, again, like, it's pretty much, there's no genres anymore, like, kind of black music. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain his sound. Soul, funk, pop, you know, rock, R&B. Like, it's a mix of everything, but it just works. Like, I don't really know. It just works really well. True. Hmm. He's on my list, so I'm not gonna debate it. He was a, like definitely appreciated what he was doing, and it sounded great. Cause there were things where I was like, "Oh, I wish he would do something like this with his vocal," and then he would do that in a different song. So I'd be like, "Oh, okay, this guy's just like really, you know, like wildly different. Like he holds back and does things completely a specific way here, and then does it differently here." 
with like a type of approach. You will not get bored listening to this project. That's for sure. Yeah. And keep you on 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 your toes in terms of sound and what to expect from them. Where is this one? Over here. So what was that, 17? That's 18. Um, oh. I also have Bauer, Planets Mad on there. Oh, I don't have that on my list. I don't, I don't, I think I missed that album. For me, it's the best electronic album to come out this year. Oh, hmm. Maybe let me look it up. The best electronic album for me. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't listen to it. Throw that in the maybe. Um, Suf John Stevens. That one I did hear, that electric, that was different. Now. I kind of fuck with, so that, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's electronic, but it's surprisingly that it's electronic because he is not an electronic artist. <laughs> He's very much a, a somber, kind of melancholic folk songwriter type of artist. And hear him come out like this fully kind of electronic based sound for this album was very surprising. It almost kind of felt like the turn when uh, Bonnie Vare took on his third album. And I fucked with it heavy, like heavily. He was on Tay Tay's album too. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a very, he's a phenomenal songwriter. And he, all, he still has that, like, that somber, melancholic feel to his. his songs and music but now it's got like a different soundscape to it that's and i wasn't familiar with his past work i only heard this new one so like i got that sense of it but i was like really brought in by that aspect of it because you don't hear uh electronic music that has this this type of somber like yeah so i'm telling you like you listen to like some of his older stuff like you'd be like damn like okay you'd understand like a little more why this is such a big kind of turn and moment is because this is not the type of artist that he's kind of known to be but he mm-hmm. did it because i think i think the story behind it was like he had like lost or left like some of his typical acoustic guitar and all that stuff like somewhere else and so then he started producing this album on the mm-hmm. computer basically and like came out with something else fire so for me sue john stevens is definitely on my list the ascension okay He's definitely a songwriter, songwriter for sure. What up? All right. Um, oh, I just got a bunch. There's so many. It's like, which one? Who gets who gets mentioned next? On- <laughs> uh, Probably about like halfway, a little over halfway down my list. So then the rest is kind of iffy, so. We go anywhere. Yeah, there's a lot of names, so I'm just like I just. But that's what I mean. I we said all the ones that I'm like, yeah, these are really good, like really, really good. Now I'm like, all right, the rest of these are dope too, but like they can be interchangeable. 
<laughs> I mean, actually, kicking off with electronic, did Arca was that on your list? They were a maybe for me. Okay, we'll keep them in maybe because there's a lot of names. So let's I liked get- what they were doing. It was just also like so different that I was like, all right, I don't necessarily know what to do all this, do with all this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's why, but they're nominated for a Grammy too. I think I might have picked them. I don't remember. I gotta find my list again. You probably did. And yeah, they're maybe for me. They're maybe. Yeah. Right um, I don't know how you say his name. Krang Krangbin. 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 Not on my list. They're a kind of retro throwback to like soul seventies kind of soul music. Oh. Jazzy soul, like, and this is their first song that they have. Like, normally they're just kind of instrumental, but this time they have like actual vocals on a lot of the songs. Yeah, and they're they're definitely somewhere on my list, but it's not solidified. Right. Um, then I got a lot of indie like rock. I got like a uh, perfume genius. Set my heart on fire immediately. Um, mm. At Porridge Radio. No. Porridge Radio is for sure on my list. Every every bad. They're for sure on my radio. On my list. Okay. You got Porridge Radio for sure on your list. All right. Well, then I'm going to have to definitely put 070 Shake on my list. If we're doing definitely, I gotta put 070 on the list right now. Like we're getting deep in here before we, before the list is already 25. Let me go ahead and get 070 in here. One of my favorite albums from the top of the year for sure, and one that I still go back to. Uh she killed it. And I'm just upset. Too bad her uh, her label didn't help. <laughs> this is what I was about to say. Look, it was a very, very good album. One I actually <laughs> liked a lot when it came out. But it was so easy to forget because she got no push. Yeah, there was there was no... I don't even think she did an interview. Like, was there I don't know. music videos? Like, like, what's going on? Like, you know, like, yeah. where, was the, where was the rollout? Where was her performance? Where were her... Of 070 like doing the whole like rollout for other people's stuff in the background of music videos. Where were like, her tiny desk? Like what like like where was her rollout? Come on. You can just send those in now. Like <laughs> like, like she got no push. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's a big conversation of what the fuck is going on over at good music. Like, yo, like I mean, I don't know. Is Sean still that good? I don't know. He got no push either. That's true. And then look, it's not a bad album. Not a like. It's not a great album, but it's not a bad album either. The fact that you got zero push, like zero, like after he dropped it, I heard nothing. Yeah, that's kind of. I weird. saw nothing. Because they did have some good stuff going on. Like there was kind of a concept he could have ran with if they pushed it a little bit harder, but. Detroit, the first Detroit's album. a great album. So then to so have a Detroit two, you think you would push it even more? Like, nope. Yeah. I know it really went away. It like came in. It was weird. like a cliff. It fell off. Both of these albums fell off a cliff the more after like a week after they dropped. Yeah. But that's why, yeah. 
What That's the true. fuck is going on at good music, huh? <laughs> Kanye, Kanye West is going on, shit, huh? He's singing the shit. All right, so cool. 070 is on there. Yeah. All right, we got five spots left here. I think we have what? Five spots three left. Maybe? Huh? We have what? Three, three maybes right now? Well... An artist that I wanted to mention because you probably there's a couple people that you probably haven't heard of that I'm crazy. I'm just like, damn, that that project was really fucking good. Um Skip Marley dropped an album called Higher, uh Higher Place, and that album was like really dope. And to be honest, I still listen to the titles on Higher Place and a, a couple other songs. Um that are like super dope. It's just like, it was, it's just really dope. And like intros with like his dad talking a little bit. It was just really, really dope, reminiscent kind of album. And it's not that long either. It's almost like an extended EP, but it's just, a, it's a short album basically. But uh, the vibes on that shit are fire. And um, I think it definitely deserves. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. A mention. Five spots left. You're gonna pick your two for shores. I'm gonna pick my two for shores, and we're gonna debate the last one. Oh, ooh, let's see. Ooh, I got so many hitters on here. <laughs> ooh, over skip mark. Oh, I don't know, because I haven't even mentioned a couple of people. There's like two albums that I feel like should be on there just because of respect, but then, <laughs> you know, like, cause we haven't mentioned them, but I don't know, like that's two spots already. And I <laughs> that makes the choices here, Doc. Uh, can I even pick one of them? Look, I'm gonna throw, I'll throw one two right now. Westside Gun and Bauer. Oh, okay. Those are your two must. Dang. That's crazy. Cause there's some, there's definitely some albums that I want on here that I'm just not seeing when I'm gonna move for them. Yeah. We do have an honorable mission list, so. Oh, bet. All right. Well, these niggas is going to honorable mention list. Um. Dang. All right, man. I gotta go with. Uh, ooh. I, well, Skip's probably gonna have to go in honorable mention then. I think I think I can't I can't because I already I already came for Taylor's best writing, so I gotta put Taylor Swift in there. And honestly, I think one of the best like last albums from an artist in recent decades is Mac Miller's Circles. So uh, I gotta put Taylor in Circles as my two musts. Okay, that was he was a uh, borderline for me, but okay. Yeah, I know that's why I said he was borderline. But looking back at that at album, it. it was a perfect album that, like, without the artist having to like be able to touch it like that, just came out really well done. Now, <laughs> for this last spot, it's gonna be very difficult. Yep. And for me, I have two that we haven't talked about. Um, one is Jay Electronica, a written testimony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the second is 21 Savage, 
Oh, oh, you're gonna debate Jay or Twenty One right but now? I, I mean, that's my two. I don't know what other you think. What What do you think could make the what the last spot? We got Jay or Twenty One. Well, you haven't heard the Skip Marley album, mm-hmm. so you can't even. Did you hear the Avalanches album? Yes. All right, I'm gonna put the Avalanches in there. So it's between Avalanches, J Electronica, and Twenty One Savage. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to keep it all rap. I was like, all right, look, let me let me mix it up. Because that was a dope album too. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> the Morgan Freeman narrative versus the you know I'm not twenty you know I'm not twenty five fan either. <laughs> You know I'm not too much savage fan, but I had to text you when I heard the album. I said, "Look, bro, we <laughs> <laughs> this is the best Metro Boomin production in a while for one. Yeah, this is, and he's actually saying some shit on here that I'm like, damn, Whoa. his enunciation was perfect. Mumble rap, what? <laughs> no, not twenty one. <laughs> oh my god. Then there's the J Electronica thing where. If this was just a Jay Z album, it's for it's a for sure. Oh yeah, he only gets if a knock because Jay Electronica. <laughs> It'd be on the list for this sure. Is only a knock because this is supposed to be your debut, and it felt like a Jay Z album. Yeah. So I'm judging it as a Jay Electronica album, which I still like a whole lot. And testimony is fire. Though. It is fire. Universal Soldier. It's fire. It's flames. Whenever that comes on, I just I know what time it is. Like it just feels like you feel it. But again, my favorite part of that whole song is Jay Z's part. So it's like it still feels like a Jay album, and I'm not sure if I should knock it for that because it's still. There was only maybe one song where Alec really shined. That Ho was still on. Other than that, it was like, ugh. I mean. I named my son, sir. Oh, my son, sir. <laughs> he already died. He ain't even out his room, bro. <laughs> A-P-I-D-T-A. I'm like, man. A-P-I-D-T-A. That's probably one of my favorite songs, too. That was like a, a 444 throwaway. It feels like, like, a, <laughs> like, look, it's a Jay-Z album. <laughs> like, off top of this with Jay-Z, a written testimony is for sure. Like this is the top five like album of the year for me, probably. <laughs> but the fact that it's Jay Electronica's debut album, it knocks it. Yeah. And but and the fact that they put Shiny Suit Theory on there also kind of knocks it because that um that song was like song fifteen yeah. years old, you know. But goddamn, the rest of the songs are fire. So it's like <laughs> they're really, I don't know, bro. They're really good. Like. Ah, uh, but that 21. The 21, I think it just did more for the moment, like for the year. Oh, my God. Because here's the thing. Like, musically across the board, I think all three are probably on equal par. Yeah. But in terms of impact, Jay Electronics album did not have the impact that you would hope it would for a debut album from a long way to that person. True. 21 Savage had a huge impact, an unexpected impact. Right. For somebody. For sure. And Avalanches, I don't know. I think they just kind of did what they normally do. Yeah. 
That's true. But I'm also but not really, like oh. fully into that, you know, lane where I know how everybody else is feeling about it. At the, you know. Yeah. That's the, the album was just really well done to me. Like the way it was like sort of spacey and reminiscent and like had this whole like it was just really it was just really eerie but well done in in the sort of like longing of the like ghosts uh sort of like uh part one and two thing they had going and and just like just the title we will always love you like looking back on on just like a relationship and you know just lives past it was a it was a deep album that's the only reason i was just like man that that album is like really deep like and crazy even though it's not really it it doesn't feel like overbearing it's it's still like deep as fuck so i i thought the album was dope um but at the same time oh my god that i honestly that sucks that well i ooh ooh honorable mention though i think to be honest 21 savages shit is the monologues are what getting me over. I feel like he has to win because of the monologue. The impact, bro. <laughs> that Morgan Freeman snitching monologue, Snitches bro. Snitches a rat's core, right? I fan. <laughs> That's like a moment. That's like a moment for for everyone like outside of hip hop just like that's like a boondocks thing like you know like that felt like watching a cartoon like on the radio like hearing that shit back in the day running mr right now my dogs that's my dog <laughs> said and done look man i don't know but <laughs> and he's got more songs on his album then Jay. Impact wise for me, it's it would have to go to 21. I think Jay Leck might have to be in our honorable mention. Yeah, which is crazy, but <laughs> I think so. That's kind of fucked up. Like that <laughs> is that fucked up? I mean, you're still top 30, probably, you know, but 25 is it's a hard yeah. list. Yeah, that is a hard list. And we already said our piece uh at the top of the year when it came out anyway. So, there was a reason it's getting knocked, and it's not because necessarily the music. It's because of what it was supposed to be and what it was supposed to do. Yeah. If he had maybe three more solo tracks on there. Or if it was like Jay, the Jays, you know, a written Jay, testimony. Yeah, you know? right. Presented differently. <laughs> then you would come, you, you would approach it differently. But grading it off of just a Jay Electronica project, it's like, this is a Jay-Z project like he took this over you know like i'm not exaggerating i think everybody kind of feels that way yeah for sure even though i will go back and listen to it bright tonight because i'm talking about it you know like so he <laughs> doesn't but this is a list so it's also like you got to base it on impact and everything else yeah i can't hold you that morgan freeman took my that blew my mind when i was listening yeah. to that I, that, that blew my mind. And then I there's think the 21 deserves the props for that. Like, I think he deserves props for what he did. That was, yeah. I didn't expect him to do that. I was shocked. It was so good. I'm I was not shocked. I'm a 21 fan. 21. Like, ever. I've never been a 21 fan. I've been a 21 fan casually, just like, because I like that vibe that Never. He gives. That I'm vibe that he, that, that, like, and he got, that, he gives me, he got me to sit down and listen to a whole album of his. So, Man, um, yeah. For me, it's like uh, I, I gotta, I, I'm, I gotta give the nod to Twenty One. Uh, that's, that's tough. 
my vote. All right. I'm in agreement. I like 21. I like that pick. Because I love that. I just love, I listened to that. I was listening to that earlier. Chopped and screwed. <laughs> I, was, I was listening to uh, Running and my dog chopped and screwed earlier. Because that's, if you hear that, slow down. Oh my God. Woo. All right, uh, that's our 25. That's crazy. It's a wild 25. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a lit so, 25. Before we get out of here, we're going to try to do the impossible. <laughs> and we're going to try to rank them. Yep. So here's how I say we should do it. Do it in tiers. Like, here's our... Here's our tier five song albums. Here's five of our tier five albums. Rank those. Here's five of our tier four albums. Rank those. Here's five of our tier three. Yeah. And so, so we don't have to pick a number one, number one. We just pick like five that are in our top one and then five that are. I don't know. We're doing number one, number one. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Each, well, there's a number one in each tier. No, so it'll be 25, 24, 23, 22 to 20, and then that's tier oh, okay, five. Gotcha, gotcha. And then 19, 17 is tier four, you know. Yep. We're just going to break them out to tiers, and then we're going to rank the numbers out from there. So, all right. Um, we got a group <laughs> on tier five. And for me, uh, I would put Charlie XCX tier five. Mm-hmm. I agree. I would put Mac Miller tier five. Yep. I had him in my four tier five. Twenty one, put tier five. Yeah. Put Bauer tier five. Oh, that's the one I forgot to write down. I was like, who is that? And ooh. for me, the weekend I'm putting Dear Vibe. Or no, for me, the weekend. I'm not mad at that. I enjoyed most of the album, but not like a. Crazy. All right. I'm not mad at that. So we say that the weekend has done better before in his life. So <laughs> but he's still top 25, man. Out of a lot of albums. Like I know. I'm just like, damn, that's crazy. Like <laughs> he's in the five. All right. In the bottom five. Sorry, buddy. No offense, Abel. Um, I'd put XCX 25 probably. Um, 
Um, yeah. Definitely. Twenty four is Mac, and then here's my ranking. I'll do I'll do XCX Mac twenty one Bauer, and then the weekend. Um, well, I guess, because I don't really know Bauer like that. So if you think he's above 21 shit, then that's cool. I think it's one that, for me, it's the best electronic album there, probably. Well, let's do um, Charlie, Bauer, Mac, 21. Uh, Bowers above Mac. <laughs> All right, but so it goes uh, Charlie, Mac, Bauer. Then what? 21 the weekend? Or do you want to do weekend 21? Uh, weekend 21. All right, I'm down. Just because the moment, that 21 shit was so crazy. So 21 is number tw 21. <laughs> we did that. Did we do that on purpose? <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> 21 is number 21. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's tight. <laughs> All right. Tier four for me is. Suf John Stevens. Yeah. Oh seven oh. Okay. Uh Phoebe. Oh yeah. Okay. Porge Radio. Oh. Mm. <clears throat> uh, last one's tough. I don't know. Um, the last one. For me, Taylor or Evis? Taylor. All right. Yeah, I was thinking Taylor. I was looking to see if there was somebody else I would put there. It's a good spot for Sue John's would be 20 for me. Cool. Um, Phoebe or Taylor? Phoebe would be 19, Taylor 18. 
then porridge and then 070 or are you doing forward or do you I'll want do porridge? porridge then 070 so porridge okay yeah all right tier three bad bunny Funny. Um, Eve See, now here's <laughs> <laughs> Now here's the thing They're all like one right after the other to me <laughs> The top the top like eight or nine is like I don't know really No, I'm specifically talking about Griselda Oh, so you want them just They're basically back. all in a row to me <laughs> That's crazy. And I would actually put Halsey next or in tier three too. So you got Bad Bunny, Lewis Timor, Lido, Halsey. Oh. Way at the top, I was in a tier two. Huh. Okay. Now here's uh, where Rizalda would come in for me. So one of them is the bottom of the three, but for me, they're going to go in a row. For me, Westside's got to be at the bottom. Why? Because he's got the most posse cut-ish one. So we're knocking that? I mean, we just knocked Jay for him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if we're going to knock Jay for having one of the best Jay-Z albums, (laughs) then (laughs) we're going to knock... All right, him for one of the best Griselda albums. All right, all right, all right. Westside is Freddie on that album too? Like Freddie's on that? He's on all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So look, he'll be tier three. (laughs) That's no offense to the genius of of Westside, but I thought Benny was my favorite rapper of Griselda until I heard. Uh, Westside over and over again, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like you just kept catching bars, and like I was like, "Oh man, this nigga Conway is crazy." I said, "You keep listening to each one, you're gonna change your opinion based on what you listen to last." So it's like I don't really know how I feel about each one until I'm I'm putting Conway number one 
I mean, because he's he's the oldest. I'm putting Benny because Conway it was Conway and Westside started Griselda, and Benny was the third. So yeah. technically, Benny's been doing it the least. The, All the right, luck, so look, the I'm good. With that that's tier three. So I'm putting Bad Bunny at fifteen. Were you putting what were you putting? Okay. No, no, you're right. Actually, I put Lido at 15. Yeah. All right. I put uh Evaz at 14. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> and then I could see Bad Bunny. Then Bad is yeah, Bad Bunny's next for me. Hmm. What we got between Halsey. Halsey at 12. Oh, because, yeah, it has to go <laughs> in order. So, tier two off top is uh, Benny and Conway. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, now we got three more from the <laughs> group there. Uh, Tame. Who? Tame and Paula. Oh, yeah. Tame and Paula. Uh, let's do. I would put. Time. Tier two? Well, uh, I was just looking at the top and I'm like, I don't know how to pick five. <laughs> For the top <laughs> tier two, I, I cannot put on tier two. Um, right. Wait, who do we have? We got oh three. So there's two more slots for the tier two. Um, damn, but that's that's a lot of hitters up there now, man. For me, I was putting Freddie tier two because again, all right, great album. But Bandana was his better project. Yeah. And between that and King's Disease, I think King's Disease is better. Didn't you pick Freddie's album over Nas's album in no. the Grammy? No. Mm. First of all, I said Nas has yet to win a Grammy, which is fucking criminal. So yeah. off top, I'm going Nas no matter what. So no. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, so one more, right? Ooh. Damn. It's either Fontaine's. I don't know. It's got to be. Are you going to put the Fontaine's over Saul or something? Possibly. I don't think so. I can't put that creativity of the hero's death over the content of Salt's project. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll, I'll get that one to you. <laughs> Just because Saul has two albums and they both slap. So that's, that's why I'm giving it to you. It's got more firepower, man. 
So Fontaine's it is? Fontaine's it is. Alright. But they're gonna be like number six. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I mean it was hard to pick number six. That's why I was like, I don't know this is number six. So ten is Benny. So I'll just put six for nine is Conway. For me, eight is Freddie, and then seven is Tane. Mm. Wow. I fuck with that, but that's funny. <laughs> I'm not even mad at that, <coughs> to be honest. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, all right. So Tame seven. And Freddie Gibbs eight. Ooh. Sorry, Freddie. <laughs> All right. So here's <laughs> Are we gonna rank the number one album of the year? Stuff one. Ooh. So we got all right, tier one is obviously it's King's Disease. We got Salt, we got Kia. Fia, Fiona, Apple, Apple, and Hein. And Hein. Oh, who's number five? Salt for me. Salt for number five. And then. I like his vocals better. I, uh, oof, that's <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just like, ah. Uh... <clears throat> but it kind of would have to be. Wait, hold on. Let's erase that Salt again. I'm trying to think of Salt's album again. Dog, Salt's album is fire. That's, that's like, I'm telling you. We were trying to put it in tier two. I was like, well, no, definitely not that. But the problem here is where to put Kia in time. Heim is a top three album for me. I'm trying to keep it in the top three, but Kia kind of wants to be number three. <laughs> Kia wants to be number three, but Kia should be four. But she wants to be number three. I mean, Nas doesn't have to be top three for me. Doesn't? In this lineup? I mean, this lineup is nuts. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, I don't know. Damn. Salt's album is fire. Nah, we'll keep, we'll keep, we'll keep Salt at five. You sure? Because I, I'm not sure. Here's my top three for sure. Probably. (laughs) 
Look, Fiona Apple and Haim are top three for me. Like, they're not moving from top three. Um, now, Nas King's disease is very, very good. It is. But does it do as does it impact you as much as Kia or Salt? <laughs> in a way, it's tough. That's really tough. Once you get in this top five, it's it's just like I don't know. The impacts are all different. They all hit different. That's one of the best albums of the year, man. Like, I mean, well, all of these are the one of the best albums. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, that's tough. That's tough. That Kia had some shit on there that surprised me, though, like a lot. That's kind of like Nas centric too, though. That's like, I don't know. Hold on, let me throw I have to put Nas over Kia. Okay. And also, I think Kia and Salt are kind of in that same lane a little bit. In terms a little of bit. That they were putting out at the time. Yeah. And their purpose for it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give them not to Salt because they put out two albums that are both fire. Yeah. Like really like really good. Like not not your typical approach to albums either. Like that it's just like I don't know. It's it was nice. It was really nice. Like they don't do just the sequencing, the way they were like playing with, you know, just talking and, and singing and other things in there. It's just dope. The chance so, Kia five. Kia Salt Nas. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Heim Fiona. Or Kia Salt Heim Nas Fiona. (laughs) Kia Salt for sure. <laughs> I've been trying to find a reason not to put Fiona at number one, but I really can't think of a reason not to put her at number one. <laughs> I I mean, she did what she was doing. That's, that's all I can say. She did that. As an artist, that's like what you call a masterpiece. That's a piece of art. So and I can't. While Nas was very well received. I don't think across the board. People still found some faults with it. Yeah. A few bars were a little too current to age well. But then I heard like full circle and it's like you got the whole the firm back together and that shit's wire. Yeah. Dog, that's stupid. That that whole that whole song is stupid. The firm alone, that alone should make it number one because of the firm got back together. Like that, that was shocking. But uh, 
So yeah, I think maybe we do. But then, but nah, then. I think it's Heim, Nas, Fiona. Ooh. You know it too. No, <laughs> or like, <laughs> or do we? Are we gonna put Nas number one? I don't think. I don't know. No. No. No, but then Heim is fire as fuck. Heim is fire. I just think, I just think, ah, it is really good. Heim is really 3 a.m. is a vibe. <laughs> like, I don't know, bro. Like, back that shit is lit. Hmm. Ah, I'm still leaning towards Fiona. Fiona's probably gonna be number one. No, she's number one. She just did shit. Especially when you think of like 2020 as a whole and like what represents 2020 the most musically for yeah. me. It's Fiona. Yeah, exactly. Like the do-it-yourself attitude, like the, the and then just the strip back nature, the the experimentation, uh content, all of it was there. All right. I, I, uh, project. I just think it's so it's it's such like I'm an artist like it's such a well-contained body of work that it's insane. Let's, all right. Hi, I'm three. Nas <laughs> <laughs> two, Fiona one. Nas is getting the nod because he brought the firm back together and that song was fire and off top. Facts. And that little Dirk out song was fire too. Like you just don't expect him to. Go there. That's tight. That's a pretty good list. What a weird year for music. All right, we did it. We managed to rank all of these 25 to 1 our first time. Um, Without arguing that much this time. We normally don't do it because it's very hard to do. (laughs) It's very hard to do. Um, Even now, you know, still have some Doubts about placement, but it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. I think we think these top these twenty five albums represent the best that came out in twenty twenty across across genres, outside of probably country. But <laughs> other right. than that, you know, and mellow. Was, like you said, it was a weird year for music. Um, There's not a ton of huge, big hits, big name albums and artists that came out that delivered uh, and then there was a lot of artists that ran away from the year but what we did get was a lot of under the radar up and coming indie type DIY bands and artists musicians and they delivered fully and if you look at our list you can see that from front to back it's full of a lot of smaller names a lot of indie music a lot of indie musicians and I think this was definitely their year and yeah, these are our 25 favorite. Well, let me scratch that. These are the 25 best albums of the year. And, you know, if you agree, if you disagree, uh, let us know in the comments down below. You think there's any albums that we didn't talk about that you missed out on? You know, let us also know in the comments down below. There's a very high chance that it is probably on our list. We just didn't get around to talking about it because there's so many albums on our list. Oh, man. Um, a lot of people I didn't get to mention. 
Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we did not get to mention. But if you go check out the official list, which will be up on the site when this goes up, you will see that there are also a list of honorable mentions that we'll throw up before the actual list. And then you can actually go through and check out every single project that we have ranked from 25 to 1 for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 2020. That's it. We're going to put a bow on it. Last time we're going to talk about 2020, we're Monster of the Future. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that is coming up this year, uh, specifically musically, and that we are going to talk about too in our next time. Um, we're not going to get around to it because we want to keep this going on forever, but we will get back to talking about our expectations for this year in terms of music, particularly Lil Drake, Lil Kendrick, what you think is going to come. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, if you enjoy these podcasts, as always, subscribe. We are available on pretty much every platform that you can listen to a podcast on, or you can go to the official site. You'll see a big subscribe to podcast button where you can follow us wherever wherever we are and wherever you are. Um, if you have any topic suggestions, questions, or comments about this episode, past episodes, or any future episodes, let us know in the comments down below. And yeah. Thank you for joining us. We managed to get our top 25 albums of the year out for 2020. We did it. We made it happen. Top 25 LLF 2020 albums. Stay tuned. And like always, y'all, keep living life fearless. Peace.